All right, welcome. Okay. welcome. Hi, welcome everyone. So we're here, Sina and Sari, as you probably know us by now. Um, <laughs> this is our sixth, sixth part of the seven part series. So we're almost all the way through. Um, and we can probably dive right in. I guess I'll, I'll just say for anyone that's tuning into this, maybe they haven't listened to the first five that we've done. This is based on a seven part um, course, online course that Ceres has created and it's the Pillars of Ascension. And so we're doing these free podcast interviews to provide additional and um, yeah, additional context and support and just go into more depth, I guess, kind of like a little add-on piece to the actual course. Um, is there anything that you want to share about that? Yeah, some of the feedback that I'm getting is that um, these conversations that we're having, building on the course, are making um, the course material really relevant for people. Right. You know, that we're, we're exploring, we're going through some of the questions that come up and examples, um, making it more applied and mm. more tangible. So that, that feels like, uh, you know, one of the ways that this series of conversations really serves. <clears throat> Absolutely. It brings the, um, the seven pillars of ascension in the course and, and all that and just ascension information more directly into the details of applied life. Mm -hmm. so that's, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I, I would like to mention um, for those of you, you know, welcome to anyone who's tuning in for the first time. Um, and also those of you who are doing this series with us week by week. Um, it's helpful, I think, for everyone to know that we are, our choices, um, the potentials that we engage with our choices are, are energized more strongly now. Mm. So I, I feel that many people are being faced with the, the impetus to engage their path more actively and that um, they may feel in a bit like they're cornered with that because that will require them to let go of what has sort of structured their life and created stability and security so far. And so they're, they're faced with what may seem like almost a forced choice to let go of what has seemed to work. And also there, there, you know, it's a bit unnerving facing something with so much intense energy and it's very new. So I know some people are kind of traveling through resistance patterns. Um, the, me the message I would like to offer to everyone today is that all right now, especially, February with two sides of everything, <clears throat> very active. It's a good time to find your place where you can come back to things being very simple. Mm. Come back into your heart, feel and breathe into your heart. It's not complicated. Go as deeply within as you can. St 
starting with the heart. That's the easiest way to do it. And find a center point that connects where everything that matters connects. Find your center and spend some time there. If it's five breaths when you have a minute and no one's looking, if you can take time in nature, however you do it, I really encourage everyone to, to even more than ever engage the all too simple practice of coming in to self and into the heart and using some conscious breath to let the parts uh, inform each other and also to tune in to what your inner guidance system is prompting you to do and to trust that you will be supported in that even if it is calling you to a completely unfamiliar place that is going to be the new normal going into completely unfamiliar places without being able to secure reassurance in advance mm-hmm. of what it will be like when we say, okay, and we go into it, feeling fear if needed, whatever we need to do to say, okay, to what the heart is calling us to do. There has never been as much support as there is now. Mm-hmm. So if we are not following those inner prompts, even if they're vague, we can usually feel some direction. If we're not following those inner prompts, that is really just fear from the past. It's not the truth of what's happening right now. We are so supported in every progression that brings us into higher potentials and back to who we are. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. I think this is a perfect launching pad into our our topic of the theme of allowing process which we can kind of dissect that a bit more but following that thread um you uh you kind of parsed it out in a way that was really helpful for me about the kind the the 3d or the old kind of way mode of thinking or or the old way of being was to try to understand things first in order to essentially we're trying to control fear. So, you know, that's totally, I mean, I totally resonate with that where it's like, Oh, we have to plan all this out and how is this going to go? And I need to know what's going to happen before I take one step forward. And what's happening in this ascension process is, um, you know, we can't understand it from a mental place first. We, we, um, you said it really well. You said we do new things to live them. Understanding is a natural result. Right. Well, I said that. That's good. I'm glad you put <laughs> that down. Yep. <laughs> we go through just about every paradigm shift that there is <clears throat> when we ascend. And so one of them is, Um, shifting from the world-encouraged 3D formula of having a mentally verified plan that you have proof for before you proceed. And, you know, if you get in a conversation with almost anybody who's, um, you know, not in an active consciousness ascension process, I want to do this new thing. I enjoy Well, what's your business plan? Right. 
I'm going to do this, try this new thing. What's the purpose of that? What's that? How are our, why are you doing that? <laughs> what's the, you know, what, what's the payoff? What's the payoff? Yeah. Have you proved that that is a good thing to follow yet? Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds foolish. You haven't already, you haven't verified it. Boy, you should really doubt that and um, question yourself. And, you know, so this is the, this is the dialogue <clears throat> all the time. Mm-hmm. This is the collective conversation that gets kicked up the minute that we decide to do what seems like, feels like a risk to align with our true intelligence within and let that call us into a path that we cannot foresee. Mm -hmm. So here I'd also like to encourage everyone to take care in who they share their, their, uh, their new trajectories with and their inspirations and their desires. If you're sharing with somebody who's operating from 3D fear in their unconscious, they will invalidate and discourage you because what you're doing is a threat to them and it reflects the limitations of their life. And they will try to talk you out of it very often. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, some people will be inspired. But <clears throat> we can't count on that. So, yes, um, it's a whole new way of proceeding. If we want to actually engage the track, the path of waking up to who we are and what we can do and ascending out of, um, you know, managing fear and static 3D life, then the whole order of steps changes. Mm -hmm. Like what you were saying, the order of steps changes. Right. We tune in within, and now some often things on the outside, when things on the outside resonate, the reason that they resonate is because um, it's bringing alive our inner guidance. Mm-hmm. And so we use things on the out. that's fine to use things on the outside. What we trust is the resonance. Sometimes we don't need things on the outside to yeah. feel, you know, those inner prompts, and sometimes we do. And either way, that's okay. But what we are trusting is what's coming alive within that guides us, that we follow. And so what we do is we hear, feel, feel more. We hear, feel the prompt. And then some people will worry, well, I haven't heard it in language. I haven't, I can't talk to myself about it yet. Mm -hmm. It's really more felt. It's soul gut. Mm. It's heart knowing. It's higher guidance, confirmation, and inspiration. Mm. And so we access, you know, all that primarily through the heart. But you'll feel this in the lower body. I mean, the lower body will tell us also, um, you know, soul and the earth connections. We feel the inner prompts. Now, when we feel them, the whole point of them is to pull us towards something new. And that will take us to the edge of our fear, like we covered in a previous. So don't expect there to be no fear. 
Right. Carolyn Mays, who some of you may not be familiar with because she's the old school. Um, she said, do what scares you most because that's where you're going to grow the most. It's a little black and white, but I think it makes the point. <clears throat> so expect there to be fear. <laughs> yeah. Because there will be, but that doesn't negate the inner prompt. Mm -hmm. So what we want to, to begin to uh, open to is, okay, there is some fear. That doesn't mean it's wrong to follow this. Right. Is there still um, something in my heart and my gut? Is there still this cue from higher guidance or these synchronistic reflections that I feel inside or... Mm -hmm. And we follow those and it will bring us up against fear. And we get to see what that fear is and see through it and dissolve it. And we've got one less layer of fear. And then we go to the next place. And as we proceed, once we are actually fairly far into what we have chosen, the understanding of what we're doing comes. Right. I would say we have to be usually about halfway into it <laughs> or further. Right. And then we say, oh, wow, this makes so much sense. I'm really glad I trusted it. Yeah. So that, that's the order of events. And what happens, what happens is that the more we do this, the more uh, normals doesn't quite fit, but the, the more almost comfortable it feels. Right. Um, we want to find a way to come from our center of power moving into the unknown. Mm. Yep. Yep. Okay. There's a lot of, a lot of good stuff there. So um, I think one kind of going back a little bit, I really just want to repeat that line of yours that I shared earlier because it's so simple that it's almost easy to kind of not understand it fully. But that first part we do new. So this is from the, when we're ascending and when we're in this process of um, trusting and following our inner prompts, we do new things to live them. Like that's really the, the main point. And then understanding is a natural result. But like the point is like, I want to do this. I'm getting super clear that, you know, honestly, this, an example is this series that we're doing together. You know, mm -hmm. I was, we were talking about something and I was like, Hey, I got this idea and it could be really cool to do a seven part interview series together. And, you know, I had no idea what it was going to turn into or be like, or why, you know, it was just like this desire emerged and I followed it. And then we were just talking before we started recording that the timing of all this is so, you know, we couldn't have planned this. This is the whole thing. Like when we let go a, a bit and just follow more of our inner guidance and our inner prompts, there's, you know, we're fully supported and our, our higher selves are fully kind of, they have much more visibility than we do and, and how the bigger picture is playing out and, weaving together and um yeah it's like then the, the beauty of what we're creating becomes such a 
it, it kind of like blows my mind. You know, once I get to that point of like, oh, now I see why we're doing that. That's so cool. You know, and I could never have planned that. If I planned it, it would have been not as good. <laughs> I love this point you're making. And yeah, I'm glad that you are sharing that with everyone. And sometimes it's, it's just wildly obvious, like what Sina's mentioning right now. Sometimes it's not obvious till later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we have so, I mean, you know, we have, okay. So first I want to say, you know, your comment, we couldn't, we couldn't have planned it like this. Mm-hmm. So our 3D linear human minds could never have planned for Sina and I to do these ascension conversations and have them sync up with people's process from week to week. We didn't even know the dates we were going to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, literally impossible for the human mind to have planned that. Yeah. Literally. And, but our higher selves were very much involved. But our higher selves are working with this much bigger scope. Right. And what happens is when we say yes, the universal gears sync up and begin to support what's happening. The more consciously we do it, the more love we can do it with, you know, the more honestly, courageously we can do it, the more it all syncs up. But that, but that's the general idea is that time, different elements, all the pieces, all the parts that have to happen and come together, not, they don't only, they don't just sync up. Mm-hmm. They sync up according to higher realities. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's better what you, what you get is better than what you can plan. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it will also happen to just sort of flesh out the whole idea here. And I know that any, all of you who are on some path at all have noticed this. Sometimes we're five, ten years out from something. And we get the rightness of it. Mm. Now, the way we're going now, we don't need such long, we don't need such long time frames. But like if you reflect back to a choice that brought you closer to your path or worked in a not obvious way, you know, um, you can see how the higher order is at work and what we think we're wanting and making happen at the treaty level isn't really just barely, it's just about 5% of, of what's going on. Mm. So really the higher order is what's always making everything happen. Right. When we say yes to that, it begins to sync up more powerfully and gracefully in our moment to moment life because we're not resisting it. We're working with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned that when we start to move out of the 3d static reality as our you know, standard way of being, um, we get to 
a more real life in several levels of reality simultaneously. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, continuing with what we were saying, there's a way in 3D life where, you know, do you have proof? Do you have a plan? Can you explain yourself in advance? There's this idea that that is, uh, that's the way to, to be thorough and empowered and responsible and in control. Sometimes we need to plan things. You know, I'm, I, I don't talk about things in absolutes, rarely. But a lot of that is actually just blocking the higher levels of, of love order that would like to come in and work in our lives. So saying, no, this needs to be this way. This has to be this way. I require this amount of control. I require this appearance. I require this plan. A lot of that is just actually us blocking the higher love order. Hmm. And when we let go of, of those habits, and start to open up and say, yes, we are allowing unified timelines and frequencies to come into our daily life and show up and work. Mm. Timelines in which everything works together. The higher, the higher timelines. We're allowing fifth through twelfth dimensional frequencies to make their way into our everyday experience and work for us. And we can feel this. We can feel that we are living our human life more attuned and in the flow of something that has this much higher love intelligence. It imbues everything with real time meaning in life that we are, that we are blocking when mm -hmm. we do all of that 3D control. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like, um, in a way it's feeling like it's uh, maybe fuller or like more kind of plugged into the flow of, of life yeah. and life force yeah. versus trying to control <laughs> where our life force is going. And Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to share this really small example. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so in love with nature and the earth and, um, you know, and I'm in Arizona in the desert. People use the word weeds. Um, th th there's actually no definition for weeds. That, that's not a category of plant. Weeds is a made up word that people use to talk about plants that they think are intruding upon uh, their controlled version of nature. Mm -hmm. So here, <laughs> um, you know, I marvel at how nature still things can still flourish in the desert. I mean, I just constantly marvel at it. And then how, um, if a certain plant pops up that someone didn't decide should be there magically in the desert with flowers volunteering, 
someone gets very uh, cranky and they call it a weed and they have to pull it up or to kill it right away. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's just pure magic. Right. Trim it if it needs to be trimmed, make it intentional. If you need to work with the elements, it's as if they feel their sense of control is violated right. by a plant volunteering on a tiny bit of rain in the desert. So this is a very simple example, but it translates to what we're saying that can start to get more abstract because we do this in so many areas and, and we we create these stories of justification because we have old, we have fear. Mm -hmm. of what happens if we do not keep our control designs in place and it's not actually rational mm -hmm. i watch people do this spray roundup i can't even talk about that but it but they, they have real they really feel threatened right. inside because they have a certain design for control that they believe keeps their fear at bay and if they do not keep their outer world in a certain way, it seems that that fear control will come apart. Now, again, this is a, this is a very simple example, but I use it to illustrate what we all work with. Actually, we all have these, these tight little control designs. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think mine are better than chemicals on plants, but we all have them. Yeah. It's, um, and so what we do is we gradually, we notice that's there. We tune into something else. The point of love intelligence is always inside of us. It's always there. Mm -hmm. So we practice choosing, tuning into that and following it and letting it actually dismantle our old controls. Mm -hmm. There will be this love act of destruction that mm -hmm. will break down our fear-based control systems in our lives, in our relationships, in our bodies. Mm -hmm. It's also breaking down separation between parts of self within. And this is what I mean when I talk about process and ascension. This is a big part of what we talk about when we say process and dissension. Ascension is the destruction the love driven destruction hmm. of everything that we put in place that was based on fear and not love and it has to be broken down it has to be dissolved you know people get so fo i mean we've talked about this manifesting yeah law of attraction how can I create this? How can I attract this? How can I have more of this? How can I make this happen? How can I get, make, do, make, do, get? <laughs> well, first of all, everything we want is already trying to find us. What we might be more interested in is what are we doing that blocks it out? Mm -hmm. And what we do that blocks it out is our, our fear-based, um, beliefs patterns designs in the emotional mental physical patterning mm -hmm. attachments 
that are blocking what we consciously feel we want. And those things must be uh, destroyed. They break down in the light of our love. Mm-hmm. So as we increase, you know, I talk all the time in the course, you know, activating light, increasing light, connecting with light. The more love light there is, the less fear there can be. Mm-hmm. It's not both. Mm-hmm. So there is a destructive process that we go through in our relationships, in our outer world, in our bodies, in our emotional bodies, in our mental programs. All the old stuff gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. And that's not as fun to talk about. Right. It's, 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 it doesn't feel as happy to talk about that, but it's important because that is accelerating right now this month. Mm-hmm. That's part of the intensity that people are in is the breakdown of the fear-based separation constructs in the body and in self. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get faster over the next two years. And if we are not clear that this is love acting on our behalf, trying to bring us back to ourselves, we will get scared and confused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's something really helpful that you shared in one, some interview that we did. Um, I think it was about aligned sexuality, maybe. We were talking about the law of attraction, and you, you were saying that um, there is some, some you basically said it's not a complete teaching because it's working with the five, basically 5% of us is conscious and 95% of our, our stuff is, is unconscious. It's subconscious. And so law of attraction is wonderful for, you know, kind of rewiring your thought patterning and being aware that your thoughts can impact your external world and, and all that. And, um, I think this is really relevant to what we're talking about now because we have to literally just let go and let all that gunk in the 95% of us that we are not even aware of just kind of explode in the love (laughs) that you mentioned, you know, it's like (laughs) something that we can consciously like, you know, we can prepare ourselves, we can allow it and we can love ourselves through it and have compassion, but it's not, we can't control it. And we just got to like let go in order for it to really work. That's right. That's right. Um, So we make these choices. We follow inspiration. We trust, we tune into the heart. We call in higher guidance. We ground and we, we follow our ascension path. And then we are brought to, places which there seem to be just an infinite number of this month mm-hmm. in which um the empowered choice is to surrender and uh, yeah what we, what we what's happening partly this month and i was mentioning this to someone We are having um, the depths of our separation between parts of self and, and these unconscious depths opened up. Parts of us that 
can't go forward in the form they're in, in a sense. It's almost as if they, they, they can't say okay to change. They really have to be kind of dissolved in the light and resurrected. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there is a lot of surrendering this month to let the light that also, you know, I want to, I want to say here, this light is also us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are in the midst of such physical human process. Now it's easy to forget that we are cosmic, that we our higher, our cosmic aspects have timed and facilitated this planetary change. We are doing this not at the, we don't control at the human level, <clears throat> but we also have, are doing it at the higher levels. So what we're actually surrendering to is our own higher light. Right. So in this, I, you know, I, I say this because it will bring up a lot of fear of helplessness and, and, you know, we'd be purging old victim stuff when we feel so kind of taken over by process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk more about that. Um, I, you know, I think surrender is such a powerful word and can be is used in so many different context and under you know there's so many different kind of definitions of surrender and so i'd love to hear you said empowered surrender um and i'd love to hear you know how how can we allow these there's a couple different pieces here okay maybe first let's start here um let's say there's a really challenging situation that I'm experiencing with another person in my life. I'm just feeling a lot of feelings and it feels really sticky and I kind of feel a little stuck in it. Um, and from an Ascension perspective, I can, I can also go through it and know that that is a, a situation that I'm learning from. Um, so there's there's different parts to this question okay let's talk about challenging reflections and like how allowing allowing situations that are challenging for us in our lives and knowing that they're 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 like medicine for us the second piece is how do we stay empowered in that and how do we stay empowered in this surrender instead of um because because one way this could be misconstrued is okay there's a challenging situation and I'm I'm supposed to allow it and I'm supposed to surrender to it so then I just kind of give up and then there's a victim story playing out there and right. so how do we allow and surrender and stay empowered right what is it that we're actually surrendering? Are we surrendering our, our authority and power or are we yielding to a helpful process? And how do we know the difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good question. And it's one that we actually will revisit constantly through Ascension. Yeah. There's not a pat answer really that applies to every moment in every situation because in all of the moments of challenge and decision and revision 
we're working at different levels. We're working with different parts of ourselves and there's different opportunities. Um, as far as working with reflection, the habit for us as people when when something happens, let's say in a relationship with another person, it hurts us or it's we know it's off, it's not okay. It really pulls on our being. To, we're very pulled to try to fix the relationship and change what's happening in the dynamic. It pulls on us very strongly. Mm-hmm. And it feels like if we could fix what's happening in the connection, everything would be okay. Yeah. So what we want to do, the, the default starting place, even if what's happening on the outside does need to change, Definitely. Let's say it does. But we are very activated within. We have lots of stuff kicked up. Hurt, fear, anger, whatever it is, all of it. The starting place is inside. If we try to change what's happening with the other person, with the circumstance, before we have attended to what's happening inside, we, we just keep going. We're just on a hamster wheel. Hmm. Even if it feels better for a minute, we're going to be right back. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole point of that fallout, if you will, is for us to to more consciously connect with something inside of us. It's a prompt for more conscious love light to awaken between us and and another part of self that's unconscious that's the only reason that's that's the only way that's useful it's the point of it really so we come back in and what we can know is that there's something not obvious within us that is trying to get our attention through that painful external thing mm-hmm it's not obvious. And, you know, and as we progress, we learn a lot about ourselves. So we can say, well, you know, we, we get, we can get really fancy. Well, I've got, I know all this about myself. Let me get out the books of what I know about, about my patterns. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, that doesn't matter a whole lot. I mean, what's always the most important is what's going on in just that simple place in the center within right now. Cause yep. what was relevant last month might not be relevant now. So we don't need to impress ourselves with everything we've done before. So we say we have a fault in a relationship. We want to say, okay, show me the next thing that's trying to reveal inside of me. I'm willing that I will open to Um, maybe surrender. Sometimes doesn't feel like an empowered enough word. Maybe sometimes allowing Mm. conscious allowing is what seems to fit and we go within and we just say, okay, I either helped create this or I magnetized it or somehow I agreed to it Mm -hmm. or something's trying to get my attention in this fallout. If it's little or big, I'm, I'm willing, show me, I'm willing to feel my feelings. Talk to yourself, go inside and talk to yourself, call to the say, please, 
to, you know, whoever, whichever part of me is really unconsciously involved in this, invested in it. Mm -hmm. Show, talk to me. I'm here. Show me, please. Show me even what you're holding on to that doesn't seem healthy or look pretty. Mm -hmm. Show me anything. Show me something mean or guilty. So we welcome the process within and we want to be available to that. Um, and there's a lot of allowing in that and it starts inside first. Now, if process gets really intense and we're coming up against a place that is just calcified with resistance and eons of fear, then we might, we just ask our higher selves to help us. Show me that I'm going to be held if I surrender into this. We might need a deeper surrender and let ourselves be drawn into a process that we really don't feel in charge of for a minute. Mm-hmm. And that's the really good time to call on our, on our spirit guides and our cosmic allies and just know that if we ask our higher self will kick in and organize the forces and we will be held. Mm-hmm. Now those points of really absolute surrender are not the typical thing. Mm-hmm. So working back to working with the mirror if we're willing to welcome the next thing that wants to reveal within, once we get that, it's almost like there's this melting. Mm-hmm. The charge of our feelings starts to process in the light. We can feel that tension and the dynamic with the other person in that attachment. We feel it start to, if not relax, shift. Mm-hmm. We're, we're All of a sudden, we're not as angry as we were or we know what we want to say. Right. Or we get clear that what they were doing that we said was okay isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Or we have compassion where we didn't. Whatever, whatever needs to happen. All of a sudden it starts moving. When we are willing to allow, you could say surrender to allow our inner part first, the outer part, the other person, the other players, it starts to shift in whatever way it needs to. Mm-hmm. And then magically our um, what we need to do, how we need to act to affect the outside, respond to the outside becomes clear, clearer at least by degree. Mm-hmm. So we, what we're basically doing is we letting the outer mirror, we following that thread to something within that's trying to get our attention. We work with that first. We have an internal process and then we take that, if we need to, and the outer may have just all resolved already. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. If it hasn't, we're at a new place inside. We take that clarity to respond to the mirror. Right. Okay. This is great. So what I'm hearing is that it's not, so there's a challenging situation that, triggers me or brings up all these feelings and issues in me, um, perceived issues. And I decide it's basically that choice, that choice to turn inwards Mm -hmm. and process with yourself first is where that empowerment comes from. That's it. 
that's like that's the key to surrendering in an empowered way because you're still you are surrendering or allowing in that you are acknowledging and accepting that this is happening and it's uncomfortable and i don't i may not like this like this this kind of sucks but it's happening and it's showing me something so i'm going to take space and time and process however i want to process with myself first to really understand what's being highlighted for me and then that's you're already back you're you're empowered from that place because then it's it's you're not a victim to what's happening to you you may not even have to go back outside like you said it might just shift and something that felt like the biggest thing in the whole world is all of a sudden just like not even present in your consciousness um but yeah, it's, it's a very different, it's not, it's not a surrender and just like lay back like a dog and expose your belly and let the situation, you know, eat you alive. It's like, accept that it's happening. Take, take responsibility for yourself and engage with it. Surrender to the fact that yes, it's happening and you can't control it. And yet when you, return and find that um return to yourself and just see what's happening in internally that just makes all the difference right that's beautiful right it's actually this is actually the empowered choice for engaging process in this example working with the mirror of outer life what we are surrendering is the habit reflex to say I'll be safe and empowered if I control the outside. Mm -hmm. And we're surrendering that and actually making the truly empowered choice right. to come back to the place that all that's been projected from. Mm -hmm. Let me come back to how this all started to begin with, which is going to be here yeah right there's also a piece here um you know I, there can be a tendency to you know something challenging happens you know we have a, a something you know quote unquote bad happens to us like my packages were stolen that's an example. <laughs> for example an actual example um but so there can be this tendency to feel like or um this could just be a habit i guess but if there's a, there could be a habit of oh no what did i do wrong to manifest that happening or you know what about how did i call that in or you know like there's this whole blaming of self that can it's not super clear for me, but I know it can take away from that empowered approach. It feels very like something happened to me and, and I did something wrong for it to happen. Oh, this is such a good topic. Boy. Um, okay. I'm going to take a moment here because this actually touches on what I think is going to be next sort of series that I'm going to do. Awesome. 
Okay. But to speak very simply, all the time through how we experience ourselves in the outer world, whether it's consciously obvious or not, it's usually not very conscious. We are interpreting things according to this economy of um, how guilty or good am I? How wrong or right have I been? Have I done something bad or made myself bad? Or have I made up for my badness? Or have I been lovable and worthy of love? There's an unconscious the experience of separation for humans means that we have this sort of unconscious economy of making up for guilt or trying to be better. Mm -hmm. It's very deep, runs very deep, but the evidence of it, once we begin to see it is pretty much anywhere you want to look. So in this example, to keep it really simple, what I would say is that any time that we feel that something has implicated us in any way, mm-hmm. that we have um, not just not made the best choice, but somehow been or done there's some there's some wrongness, some badness, some guilt or unworthiness that is somehow part that's being reflected to us. That is a really good place. That's just a fabulous opportunity mm. to welcome conscious pretty much the crux of what holds separation in place which is the idea that we have ever been guilty, mm-hmm. ever been separate, ever made ourselves bad, and that we must be constantly repairing, avoiding, fixing, or making up for that. So this is actually, this is what we're touching on now actually runs through all of everything. Mm. Our ascension from separation back to unity. Um, so, you know, as far as working with the mirror, you know, this, this pattern of things that go wrong and it feels violating or it feels like someone's doing something bad to us. Like, why is somebody taking from me or bothering me or hurting me? And it's following this pattern and it seems meaningful. Mm-hmm. What does that say about me? Right. The packages. Right. So. I, you know, six months ago, I would have been inclined to say that this would be a long stretch of depth work. Now I would say it's probably really quick and easy. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea again is to tune in within. Usually these patterns don't, sometimes things just need to flush through our holograms and play out. Mm -hmm. 
that you know, that does happen. <clears throat> so we don't have to, sometimes we are finishing something up. We can feel that we've resolved an old pattern. Right. And then we kind of see that kind of show up and wobble through and play out and then fizzle in our outer lives. And we know that it's leaving. We can right. feel it's like the last final echoes of something that we've, that we feel really resolved with that will happen. Things will play out as they're leaving through our holograms. But what I get with your example is something that's a bit different. When we have the sense that there is something deeper that is trying to almost talk to us through our lives, through a pattern in our lives. Mm -hmm. Right. <coughs> Pardon me. So <clears throat> with this example, I would say again, you know, talk, to self within and, and, and really let go of the expectation and allow, allow something really unexpected to happen, right? Mm -hmm. This could be something that has no context in your current life, but it's still in the body. It's still in your field yeah. and it needs to come conscious to process. So whatever that might bring up, the experience of things being taken mm -hmm. behind your back, um, you know, um, deliberate things, things that are valuable deliberately being taken, mm -hmm. whatever that would bring up, even if they don't seem super valuable, it's, you know, it, we work with what's brought up inside. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to have big, awful triggers. We want to take the cue. I mean, you know, people say, respond when life taps you on the shoulder. Mm. Don't wait for it to hit you over the head. Right. So you just go within and just welcome it and it will be somewhere in the body, you know, start from the heart, self-love. It's kind of, it's generally the same formula and just welcome any associations, memories, and feelings that are not already conscious. Mm -hmm. And they will follow the same pattern, but they might've had the, you know, whatever, whatever memories or feelings are trying to come up through this pattern they may have a really different form. So you want to just let whatever comes come. Right. Yeah. And I want to just kind of reiterate, go back around to that, what you said about, you know, six months ago, this might've been a really deep process or a really deep, long, you know, long-term um, thing that I would be going through. Um, but now it's like, we also need to, allow ourselves to process differently and to let go of any, you know, rigid patterns around quote unquote healing, quote unquote processing. You know, there's like this, there can be this attachment to, I think of, Ooh, this thing happened. I need to like, you know, spend three hours journaling because that's what I used to do. And from my personal experience, it's like, as I've flexed this muscle, you know, I don't bust out the journal unless it's something, you know, bigger or there's a, you know, a pretty deep situation happening, but I can, I can literally in the span of a few minutes drop in inside and get pretty clear pretty quickly. And then it shifts. And it's like, we don't have to it's almost like sometimes people like what's it called self self-flagellate. It's like, we don't have to um, hurt ourselves or like, or. You don't have to labor it. 
Yeah, it doesn't have to be super hard. (laughs) And that's another story that I feel like is really dissolving if we can allow it and we can step out of these old patterns and ways that we've, we've, you know, tools that have been very helpful and also understanding that we're so much quicker and more capable and we just need to trust that it's happening. It doesn't have to be, you know, some big elaborate ritual necessarily to, to process it and to work with something. Right. Now that's an excellent, excellent point. And, um, and, and we all really, some of us more than others, we, we will do this by degree, even, you know, we're, we're sort of working under the umbrella of what's helping us. And then within that we create, um, chaos and delays and sabotage and complications and, mm-hmm. and you know we create all these cul-de-sacs of delay <laughs> and we look like we're working really look all the hard work I'm doing yep you know well, I'm really I'm really doing this and maybe we don't even need to yeah um, I there now I will say that that there are times in if that's if that's what we've done, if we've dug our heels in, and we really want to fill up all the space and use all our energy, complicating and and uh, delaying things. Yep. Sometimes we have to do that to exhaust certain areas of resistance. Mm. Some people need a certain amount of that process it's there's a different type of work happening there it's almost like they have to drain that and get to zero with it Mm. to come back and allow what's trying to happen to work for and through them Mm -hmm. so and yes the timing of what you're saying is is you know it's it's perfect because uh more and more we don't need as many steps right now if we need them we do yeah. and use them do what always do what works do what always do i mean god who has time for dogma do what works and we we don't need as many steps we just don't i mean you know since the end of last year and I think actually, you know, I'm glad you mentioned this because I think this is part of, of what gets so scary. You know, we say, I want progress. I want new, I want breakthroughs. <laughs> There's other parts of us that want very much to feel safe and comfortable and keep their old attachments. Mm-hmm. And, and really fast progress to safe and new is very confrontational. Yeah. And so I think that, part of of what we're seeing happening through February is that there's just so much light and we can work so quickly Mm -hmm. and we don't need as many uh, labor intensive complex steps that actually confronts our fear attachments much more quickly. Yeah, totally. So Mm -hmm. That's a lot about process. We've covered, <laughs> we've covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, it feels pretty, pretty thorough, I think. Yeah, um, 
you know, also through February, what we have is, is we have parts of ourselves that have been unconscious, like you're saying, things that have been really buried, opening up so very quickly. Mm-hmm. So there's so much forward motion right now. There's so much fast forward motion wherever and however it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. We really don't have to try to make everything be powerful and fabulous and strong and fast. And when we have parts of ourselves that have, that have been unconscious to open up, we, you know, we really can take a wild ride with them if we don't come back to our center. Mm-hmm. So now's not necessarily the time to be really frenetic and to try to get caught up in a complicated process. Like you're saying, yeah, um, it is really a time to allow what is determined to reveal and come into the light to do so and to stay connected to a still center place within or keep coming back to the heart. And, and so much right now process is a lot about allowing it's the empowered choice to come back to self mm-hmm. and allow what's already trying to happen to happen. Yeah. We really, we really, everything is so activated. Mm-hmm. It's really not a time to try to whip up a bunch of complicated busyness. So yeah yeah step by step yeah when we've crossed we've crossed the midpoint of the month so uh we are um it's going to be very new we're gonna we're entering into a new place of wholeness Mm -hmm. integrating our masculine feminine and our spiritual and human and it's gonna feel strange through february it's gonna feel really strange. So yeah, grounding and simplicity and allowing and, and self-love yeah. um, and get ready for lots more that we can't control and that is not familiar. <laughs> lots more allowing. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots and lots. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Ceres. Thank you, Sina. Thank you everyone yes. for listening and watching. Lots of love. Lots of love.